to the Baton Rouge Fitness and Rehab Podcast. My name's Dr. William Mills. I'm a physical therapist. And my name's Trent Lukey, and I am a strength and conditioning coach. The opinions and views in this show are purely that and are not intended to be medical advice. If you need medical assistance, seek consult from your medical professional. Also, if cursing bothers you, we apologize. Sometimes we get fired up and they just come out. Enjoy the show. All right, this is Trent Lukey. I'm here with Will Mills, Doctor of Physical Therapy, and we wanted to do kind of an introductory style episode where we give you guys kind of a lowdown on what our goal is with the podcast, what we want to talk about, what we want you guys to get out of it, because we definitely have some kind of action points or overarching themes that will be present in the podcast. That we will be following. Fingers crossed. Right? Hopefully. Fingers crossed. We tend to digress, but it's fun digression. It is. It is. Oh, cool. So we have three points here because Will likes to work in threes. So Preferably. Will, kick us off, bro. I mean, you don't have to read it word for word, but, you know, add some errs and ahs to it. Yeah. So the goal of the podcast is to use our status as clinician and strength and conditioning coach to spread the best possible info that we can um, regarding, like in the name, fitness and rehab, as well as physical therapy practices, or physical therapy practice, and overall wellness, with a little bit of mindset in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we were talking about before we hit the big red button, like this is, this is like the overarching goal. And then the next two points would be like, you call them sub-goals, I think they're just as important, but that is kind of like the catch-all. And so leading in, what we we struggled with kind of the second point, but we want to help you guys as listeners use fitness and wellness to combat the over-medicalization that we see or that is occurring and growing in the United States. And by that, we don't mean that the medical field all in all is bad, right? They obviously... There's things beyond our scope of practice, and there are things that do require like legitimate medical interventions. But a lot of what Will and I see is... In regards to the health and wellness. Right, spectrum. in regard to health and wellness and a little bit of mindset stuff is that lines are being crossed. I guess maybe that's like the kindest way to say it. There's just intervention where maybe a severe intervention or maybe something less drastic could be done. I think yeah. that might be a good way to say it. Yeah, I think that's good. Because, yeah, we just we struggled because we didn't want this to sound like, all doctors are bad. Boo! It's like, well, first off, the date is March 27th, 2020. If you know anything about what's going on outside of your window. Which you do. Yeah, I'm sure you do because uh, you probably watch some kind of news outlet. Um, there are a ton of doctors saving lives left and right. So we don't want to make this sound like Because we're in the midst of the corona pandemic. Yeah, yeah so fun. Um, Currently maintaining six feet of yeah, distance. Yeah, sure, six across, feet. I wish we were videoing this. That's why I wanted to video it. That's Can fun. Across, <laughs> across my therapy table in our office mm. uh, sits you know, the six-foot table, six feet of distance between Trent and myself. I just realized I've coughed twice on this podcast. You scared, bro? As long as you covered it. I did. Big, big time vampire cough. Good. But yeah, I think just allowing the listener 
to have a better idea of when a severe intervention is necessary and maybe a less severe intervention could benefit them in the long run is definitely our second goal. Right. And the goal, you know, the, the front range goal of what we're going to be talking about when it's us is things that are within our scope of practice being, I'm going to be talking about things in regards to the musculoskeletal system. So your bones, muscles, ligaments, tendons, Mm -hmm. and your nervous system, Mm -hmm. which informs all of those things in regards to, you know, do you need these interventions that you've potentially been told or is there a better way or have you even considered a better way mm-hmm. in the same regard that is, is an that is in an effort to uh to get you away from this metaphorical cliff of taking a step in the wrong direction that's going to negatively and potentially permanently because we've seen we've seen people fall off the radar based off of any one or two interventions. There are, there are sad stories out there about people, you know, getting prescribed opioids for simple non-specific low back pain, falling off the deep end, getting addicted and going into hard IV drug use. Like that is the far end of the spectrum. Correct. We hope to keep it a little lighter than that because <laughs> that's kind of dark, but we want, I mean, that is, I mean, that real. is the worst cliff, yeah. right? There are tons of little cliffs. There's a bunch of little crevices that you could find yourself in or falling over um, that are more like minor strains and sprains. But we want to hit on the facts that, you know, in a lot of these instances, if you were to just be fitter and more resilient, a lot of these problems just turn into a normal point of part of life mm-hmm. that can easily be resolved with minimal intervention. Yeah. Or just more fitness. Yeah. So that's the second point. And that's a pretty good segue. We kind of bled into... That's good. Huh? Yeah, we, we talk about it. We th- bled th- into the third point. Yeah. Want me to say it? Yeah, man. You sound great. So the <laughs> third point is in an effort to do that, like because we're pretty passionate about the idea that you know knowledge outside of overall fitness and resilience is a perfect way to get you away from that metaphorical cliff and uh we we describe that as the health iq of our listeners so our goal our third point is to raise the health iq of our listeners so that that they can be better informed raising the health iq it's interesting noticing this trend that like people are freaking out about working out during this pandemic but if i told you that obesity and you know, any kind of like maybe metabolic disease is could potentially be more dangerous. You'd be like, well, that'll kill me in like 50 years. It's like, well, okay. So, but why not hedge your bet and like start now? Yeah. Without pandemic crushing you into crippling anxiety. I don't know. It's just, I thought that was a great point by this podcast I was listening to. And I had noticed it as well. I was like, man, there's like a lot more people on their bikes and like going for runs. I mean, I think part of it is free time. Right. For sure. But like I've had people clamoring for exercise programs that I haven't heard from in years or I didn't even know like really trained and worked out. Yeah. I don't know. I think and so 
how that ties into is, well, if you're listening to the show and you're have some kind of fitness pa- uh, practice, whether that's, you know, it could be yoga, it could be weightlifting, it could be a CrossFit type of stuff, it could be even just like a sport like tennis or indoor soccer, you having that base knowledge of like, okay, this is good for me or this can benefit me down the road because of blah, 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 blah reason. Yeah. It won't be a, oh, you know what, dude, like you, the healthier you are, the more chance you have of surviving this pandemic. Right. Oh, it's already here though. Yeah. So I think that's a great example of what we're trying to get accomplished because all the people that Will and I interact with, I'd say for the most part, are optimistically cautious about this because they're like, you know what? I'm in pretty good shape. I just need to be safe and, you know, just practice my social distancing. But they don't really have any like real fear of like this could take me tomorrow type of thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I, th- I would think that's fairly true. Right. And it's not to say that, you know, I mean, we've heard we've heard the stories about people with limited comorbidities or previous problems not making it if they have the, the virus. So um, we're not trying to make the point of, um, you know, I've, I've seen the argument of, well, the flu and obesity kills more people per year um, than Corona has, you know, but we know a lot more about those things. The mm-hmm. uncertainty lies in the fact that, you know, there's still not a vaccination. That's right. a whole other topic, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, um, are uncertain. And mm-hmm. I think the uncertainty gleans some, some perspective in the midst of that. Right. Um, it's a great way to say to, that. to help people be a little bit more conscious about their health. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I, that's just is like a perfect example of the more you know, the more independent you can be. Yeah. You don't even have to worry. Not not worry, but know that you're in a much better jumping off point. Right. Yeah, and it's, you know, the whole, the whole idea of the perspective, it is a perspective. Mm-hmm. It's also a spectrum. Um, in the same way, that you should be getting your medical advice from in in regards to corona from uh epidemiologists physicians the so C- not a facebook the book. cdc and the who versus memes. the guy that <laughs> you went i keep seeing the meme floating around of uh you know the guy that you went to high school with that just quote unquote sees through the media has all the answers to oh. the to why Corona is not a big deal. He's you like should, a new world order guy. Yeah, yeah, you should probably not be taking advice from him or listening to him because the, it's still a problem. You know that's why social distancing and staying home is is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. The gym's closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the same way, that is like the high end of the spectrum. That is the most pressing thing. Yeah. A pandemic is serious. Um, but the opioid epidemic is an epidemic. What's the difference? I don't know. I think pandemic, that's a good question for Google, but I think pandemic means that it's like more of an emergency type situation. If I had to guess, but anyways, you're making a point, but yeah, you know, things like, um, I'll I'll give you an example of things that I was seeing on Facebook that 
triggered me prior to the pandemic starting. So, you know, everything that happens in my life slash from a clinical standpoint typically happens in groups. So, you know, you see one of these things and then I don't know if it's the algorithm or just how life works, but then you start to see other things popping up. And before the pandemic started, it was plantar fasciitis type posting and people asking for plantar fasciitis help via Facebook posts and definitely the way to do that. The amount of misinformation that I saw in those posts based off of things that were being done 20 and 30 years ago was mind-bogglingly triggering. <laughs> and you know, the to make it to make it its worst type of situation is if someone if someone identifies as a diagnosis that they get Correct. I have plantar fasciitis. I can't do this because I have plantar fasciitis. Yeah. So this well, is my bad knee. Yeah. First off, just because the bottom of your foot hurts doesn't mean you have plantar fasciitis. There's a bunch of stuff going on, right? And the reductionist diagnosis that most people receive or think that they have is plantar fasciitis. And that's a whole that's a whole big topic that we'll probably get into in the future. But, you know, uh, the cascade effect, right? The cascade effect of plantar fasciitis Person A doesn't think they can do anything. They don't think they can even walk, right? Walking is like the most submaximal thing that humans were designed or if you think designed versus evolved to do. Either way, walking is like the ability of how we got around way better than animals in the past. Yeah, if you're not walking, you're dying. It's mechanically efficient, right? We're... really evolved or designed. I'm not getting into that argument today or it's, probably ever on this podcast. Two. That's episode two. Stay tuned. <laughs> to talk about the... The fourth point is to argue religion. The mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> While the curveball of politics will just get thrown in. And, yeah. And then we'll have zero listeners. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the cascade effect of, of that is, okay, person A has plantar fasciitis, it hurts to walk more than 400 meters. Well, that's a quarter of a mile. If you're not walking at least a mile every day, normally you're under every guideline on earth Mm -hmm. for physical activity purposes. What's that going to do? That's going to give you metabolic diseases because you no longer think you can exercise. Mm -hmm. What happens when you start to get metabolic diseases? It also causes inflammatory responses. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna go down the soapbox of people in 2010 through 2013 thought all musculoskeletal pain was due to inflammation and you shouldn't drink milk because it causes inflammation that's (laughs) but it will send you off on a tangent Mm -hmm. to where you think you can't do anything because of your diagnosis Mm -hmm. therefore you start to develop a bunch of other stuff yeah. like diabetes, hypertension, hyperglycemia, high cholesterol. So then you get you just get started getting pumped up on the pharmaceuticals that are there that can be easily replaced with normal exercise. Yeah. And because you're not moving, your back starts to hurt. Well, then your back your back pain becomes persistent, 
I don't like to use the word chronic because I think most chronic problems are solvable. Um, <laughs> uh, and then in the, the way it is on earth right now, the chance of you getting prescribed opioids is becoming less because of the amount of legal mm -hmm. things coming out with the overprescription of it. Yeah. But, you know, once you once you start to get over-medicalized in that way, the chance of all of your health becoming over-medicalized is very high. That is how a one-story cascade can turn into the tall end of that spectrum that we mentioned earlier about, you know, what if you become an IV drug user because opioids aren't enough? Yeah. Right? And then, then that's just... That's the worst. That's the worst situation that you could you could potentially find yourself in. In the direct opposite direction of that is being so fit that whenever something like plantar fasciitis comes up, you have an ability to understand that your body is resilient and adaptable, and hopefully this will give you a better idea of where you should and should not seek care. Mm -hmm. Circling back. Don't get information from yeah. other general public people yeah. with with these kinds of things. It's just yeah, and that's not to say that like we're the be all end all experts, no. but I think it's just like it's so tricky because this is like definitely the information age. Mm -hmm. Like I, I've heard that stat like four or five times. It's something like the amount of books and publications put out in the last like twenty years is like double what occurred in the first 2000 years yeah, or something like that. So that now it's just so easy to get on your, you don't even have to open a laptop now or a computer. Right. You can literally go on your phone and find quote unquote answers. To you don't even problem. have to go on your phone. You can just ask Siri and just yell at your phone. Hey, Siri! Just yell at it. That's, I think that's part of our kind of goal too, is essentially to be like a discernment tool go on there, do our own fishing, and then come back and tell you, not tell you, but give you our recommendation of like, okay, here's what we think is true, or here's what mm -hmm. we think is best, and then also lean on experts that we know yeah. in the fields to give us the best possible, give you all the best possible information, because as sultry as both of our voices are, our goal is to have guests on too, so. Exactly. Cool. I think that's it. That's about 20 minutes, so. Gang. All right, y'all. Well, be on the lookout for many more episodes. Um, you will also learn a lot about our own verbiage, <laughs> and we hope to start a certain kind of fitness and rehab cult. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we will absolutely be referencing random things that we say to one another all yep. the time. And if you don't get it, look it up. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Talk to you soon.